Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the OK Gatsby Season 4, colon, Vibe and Vibe Read With and Us. Vibe and Read With Us. <laughs> That's right. What's so funny is we've we cornered ourselves into a um a, a a saying it together catchphrase for the podcast. And now that's the a hardest six thing. Six syllable to ever do. title. Yeah. That has to be synchronistic across a thousand mile gap. Right. Well it's pretty easy when you're both in an apartment in New York, right? But to 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 have it uh like this is difficult. Yeah. But we're pushing I think we're through. We're doing just fine. Me yeah, too. We're, we're we're surviving, baby. We're yeah. thriving. We're we're thriving during core. Uh, Kev, what'd you think about this this chunk? It was a spicy chunk. It, this is like <laughs> some like stuff that like if you got this stuff like you'd post quotes to the group chat of like, did you hear what happened to Elizabeth? Like, look at this letter. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. This well like basically this entire episode is screenshots posted to the chat. It's like <laughs> and I was like, what do you think about like, this part? <laughs> yeah, it's like analyzing the stuff and then uh recontextualizing information. Um John Green, the guy who wrote The Fault in Our Stars, said this this novel was a book about what people knew when. And this is like kind of yeah. in, it's this is exa- like this is such a that episode where, um, who knew what when and how it affected the way that they behaved, um, and what people think of other people and when that changes based on the information that they get. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this is like one of the biggest revelations of the book, and it's still set up as just someone reading a letter in the park alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this book is this book is so low key and not action packed that uh, we've reached one De- of the def- huge points. And There's only been like two direct confrontations, <laughs> <laughs> conversational confrontations. Yeah, just just confrontations that you're having with somebody yes. else. And this one, and now we have a letter. So yes and it's big so it's huge. only mr collins proposal and darcy's proposal that's the only time anyone actually asked anything in person is if they want to marry you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's the only time you have an in-person conversation and honestly there is there's a little bit of a boring part at the end of this episode and i'm like yo is someone gonna propose or what like what's like let's go <laughs> yeah please let's get it spiced up it's like the uh raymond chandler he wrote all those detective novels and he said that Whenever he got bored with what he was writing, he would just have someone with a gun pop through the door. And it feels like with Jane Austen, she's like, why don't I have someone propose right now? <laughs> have someone with a ring that pop through really the door. That would be really spicy. Yeah. Yeah. What if he proposed? Someone with a fortune. Speaking of proposals, isn't it kind of weird that like uh, Elizabeth is staying with Mr. Collins this whole time, and it's this guy who just asked her to marry him? Oh, yeah. That's such a... And, like, he clearly still is stung by it. <laughs> but, yeah, in, in his way, he's like, well, I hope you're having a, a nice time at my at my house, which is great. At my house with my wife, you could, who you could have been. <laughs> this could be us, but you playing. <laughs> this could be us, but you playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Elizabeth is like, I am totally fine with this not being us. Like, yeah. at no point have I changed my mind. <laughs> It's not weird for Elizabeth, yeah. At no point is it weird for her, but she just goes and stays at this guy who she recently spurned. Like, like not even, like, it hasn't even been a couple months. It's, like, just happened. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, like, it would be weird for Charlotte, too, if this was in today's time, that the guy that your husband, or the girl or the husband you're proposed to comes over to stay with you. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, you're friends, but, yeah, this is a girl. She said no. Okay. If the- yeah, if this is uh yeah, if this wasn't such a repressed time, it would be such a tense stay. Right. If this wasn't normal, this weird stuff was was so normal then, then this would be very odd. Yeah. Um so basically, I mean, this episode begins with this huge letter from Darcy, which is delivered on one of Elizabeth's little walks. Yeah, got to love the move. 
Because, like, it's always, like, when a girl says no, what you got to do is hit her with a long, 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 long written explanation <laughs> of all of your faults. <laughs> That's when you open up medium.com and select yes. write new post. Write new post. <laughs> I mean, I've thrown that out a couple times with exes and stuff. of like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well. Here's my, here's my, my half-court shot to a make everything hurt. right. Hail Mary pass. Yeah, exactly. After, after the ninth paragraph, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to hit this one. <laughs> <laughs> if these first nine paragraphs didn't do it, this tenth one is going to do it. This, this is where I bring in all the jokes. That I <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little tangent about the USSR space program for some reason. Yeah, so Darcy, I mean, clearly, and this is like the next day. The next day, Elizabeth's out walking, and she's kind of thinking about, oh my god, Darcy proposed. Um, that was weird as hell. Me. That was weird as hell. And she's going for a walk because she can't do anything else. And who did she see but Darcy? And, and he, it's like, that's not who you want to see at this moment. Who's <laughs> the last guy you want to see. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to see a man when you're alone. That would be like a horror movie of the man you just rejected. Is like running at you. <laughs> I know. And he's holding a damn letter. Yeah. I have been walking in the grove some time in the hope of meeting you. Will you do me the honor of reading that letter? Just got, you gotta love the like, please read this. <laughs> yeah. I like the, this. He's described as saying this with a haughty composure, which is great. That's like a Darcy move. Yeah. He's haughty, haughty as hell. He's so haughty. He's a haughty thoughty. <laughs> He's a hottie hottie with a body. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody knows it. Yeah, that's that's Darcy for sure. All right, so uh, good. He, he starts it off with "Be not alarmed, madam, of receiving this letter." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's a, that's oh, that's the uh, so I wrote a thing of seventeen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you open up this letter from this guy who you just spurned, and the first... <laughs> and he scared the hell out of you by popping out of nowhere. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. It's like, dude, it's I'm holding very two long pages. Letter. Yeah, I'm holding two pages of a letter. I'm kind of alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> the envelope was itself was likewise full. <laughs> Packed. Yeah. So he addresses the two accusations. The first being that he played a role in convincing uh, Bingley to essentially dump Jane. Guilty. And he goes, guilty as hell. And I'll tell you what I did. Right. The second one is the Wickham thing. But first he addresses the Bingham thing. Bingham, Bingham, right? And this is so interesting because his explanation, when I first read it, I was like, that sucks. That's not like a good right. But I guess like she made a good point where, because she keeps going, she thinks about this letter every chapter, and it keeps growing her sense of like right. what it means. But at first, uh, I was like, "What? You didn't think she liked Jane?" And then you forget that like only Elizabeth could tell that she Jane was in love with Bingley. Like yeah. So Darcy's point is that Jane's uh, feelings were not that expressive they were not more expressive than if they had been dating a few weeks yes she i mean she was she treats everyone the same and then so the people that are actually special to her can't really tell yeah i thought yeah until i heard elizabeth's side of the story later i didn't really get this either i'm like i'm like clearly they were in love but then you realize that elizabeth was kind of narrating that love yeah yeah, as a super detective of her own sister's feelings. And, and she like, knows her better, yeah. And everyone else is just like, I mean, it's clearly that they're they're fond for each other, but like, it's like Darcy's like, I, I don't see anything in this woman. She's pretty, but, and clearly Bingley loves her, but I don't see anything in her actions. I'd say like, oh, that's who, uh, that's that's what she wants. Right, and Darcy points out that Bingley, he's seen Bingley in love a lot. Bingley's the kind of guy who just kind of falls in love with people. Yes, easily charmed. Right, and you gotta love it. It's uh, he's, he's such a golden retriever. I keep <laughs> waiting for him to have something awful about him, just because of how much of a golden retriever he is. Yeah. Other than the fact that like 
it's explained pretty well that if like you let your friends manipulate you, that you're you're gonna hurt people. It's not necessarily you need some spine to be a good person. Right, but he's <laughs> but a, yeah, he's, a, he's a simple loving man. Yeah. Yeah, Darcy even says, I had not been long in Hertfordshire before I saw, in common with others, that Bingley preferred your elder sister to any other young woman in the country. So it's like, Darcy's like, hey, Bingley loved her. You Don't get me wrong on that. Right. Yeah, and then, so yeah, Darcy's, his explanation is pretty good because it's like, he, he does, he can, makes a lot of concessions to Elizabeth's points. It's a very convincing letter, don't you think? Yes, I mean, he clearly, I mean, if you're going to write a letter to the woman you love, you're really going to, you're really yeah. going to put some work into it. Yeah, and I mean, and then she already said no, so you're really, you're starting from a, a point of uh yeah, You are digging point. yourself out of a hole. Yeah, you're this working. This is the scene in Dark Knight Rises where he's doing push-ups in the cell, trying to get <laughs> strong enough to, to climb out. <laughs> exactly, so he he concedes, like, you're right, they were in love. And you're right, I did convince Bingley to not go for Jane. So it's kind of like, okay, so Elizabeth's like, okay, so he's saying I'm right. And then he kind of tells her why, and it's like, well, because of, first of all, it's because of the station of the family, but more importantly, right, am I getting this right? More importantly, it's the behavior of your sisters and your family. It's like the manners. Yeah, it was nothing in comparison of that total want of propriety so frequently, so almost uniformly betrayed by herself, by her three young sis- younger sisters, and occasionally even by her father. <laughs> the fa- I like that part. Mr. Bennett getting a shout-out, pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, your family is just a bunch of rude pigs. <laughs> and it's such a harsh thing to write to a letter of a woman you want to love you. <laughs> I know, right? So this—I mean, this is Darcy to a T, right? He's like he—he—he he, um, he hates dishonesty above all else. He's giving it to he, you straight. Because he even concedes, like, look, Bingley doesn't really care about the connections thing. That's and even I, like, I get it. You don't. You shouldn't really. It's just that your mom is such a bore, and your sisters are—they're—they're they're flirts. Yeah. And, they're, and it's like that would embarrass him at parties that to be affiliated with these people. And it's just, and it's like that's really harsh thing. I know, right? <laughs> I, and I'm like, I'm like, this is. I mean, this is Darcy. This is how he, he's being like totally brutally honest. Because like, really, why wouldn't he? Like, he could just say like, yeah, you're broke. I don't want him to waste his money carrying your whole family with his fortune. Like, yes. Like it's gonna go farther if he marries somebody of means, you know. So like, but he has the opportunity to, to take that out and just say that. But instead, yeah. he goes. You know what? It's not that you're poor. It's also that you're just rude and you've got you don't know how to act at parties. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not party people. It's I can't take you guys anywhere. <laughs> you got to fight for your right to party. <laughs> you have to quarrel for your your prerogative to ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my man. I didn't know what you were doing there, but you really pulled it out. <laughs> I was searching for every word <laughs> in the English language. I knew I knew the last one was ball, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. Thesaurus over here. Yeah. You so that it. that's like that those are the big So as much as much as it's like this is harsh, it's like it makes logical sense from where Darcy's coming from. Yes. Like look. I had no reason to believe that your sister actually returned Mr. Bingley's affections. I didn't want my friend to get hurt on that front. And two, obviously the connections aren't great with your uncle in the in London. Oh yeah, who's and, only and a that, lawyer? Yeah, it's like and that's that's fine. It's not great. But the worst thing is that your family is is not fit for uh, upper level company. Right. And it's like and like as harsh as all, all all three of those things are, and as wrong as we believe that the first one is, it's like that makes sense as a friend to be like, "Hey, you shouldn't marry these people." Yeah, right. Um, yeah, like you all, you feel for Darcy here. Darcy is he makes you feel for him, and then and then he lays on one more apology for something that he did. He did do something kind of wrong. He said he didn't. Yes. He he hid from Bingley that Jane was in town. Yes. In foggy London town. 
And he's like, yeah, it's like, I, I kind of regret doing that, but it's already done and achieved what I wanted. It was beneath right. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't let my friend have the choice because he's like, but I was still so worried that he'd go over and propose to her on the spot. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's tough, tough spot when your boys, boys is, is over the moon about someone. <laughs> yeah. You feel, you, you feel for Darcy and it's like, it's wild. I mean, like we're kind of going on this journey with Elizabeth from going from seeing Darcy as the as the bad guy to yeah. seeing Darcy as a guy who's telling it like it is and doing what he can. And that's because and this letter is kind of the fulcrum of that. This is huge. Like, we're right there at the point where it's like, um, we're seeing the reasons he did the things he did. I mean, he's he's this is a good apology. He's like owning up to a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's and, yeah, yeah, it's it's all it's all laid out there in a way of like this is how we think, this is what I what I did. And so that that part is like, the more and more you read it, the first time it's like so. I I highlighted when he's like, "Your family's gross." I'm like, "Why would you say that to anybody?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he's 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 honest above all above everything else. That's his mo. Yes, and that's why no one likes him. It, that's exactly why no one likes him. How would you like someone who's like that? I I mean, like, yes. I want all my friends to lie to me constantly. That's a yeah. I, I hope you do. You know. No, for sure. We we don't tell you anything. Good. <laughs> That's all I ask. It's a little dishonesty. Okay, so is that does that what wrap up his uh, basically? Yeah, that... That's that's all of his argument. So he's like, look, I if I guessed wrong on your sister loving Bingley, I'm sorry. I didn't know her as well as you did, but it didn't. She gave me no sign. As a guy who's pretty attentive right. to this thing. Yeah. And then and so and he's like, "Look, Bingley, trust me." And he more than he trusts himself, and so I had to give my advice. Yeah, right. And it's like by the time he's done explaining it, you're like, "Wow." I mean, like uh, you see his side of things, which I I never really thought I could I could, but I'm surprised that I was able to. Yeah, they were able to switch it around pretty good. Of like, this guy does some unpleasant things, but for some on some principled basis. Yeah. Yes, and then the, then he gets to the second part. Which is more interesting to me. Yeah, it's the Wickham the, the bi- stuff. The biggest drama, the biggest black mark against Darcy. Uh, right. He goes on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So he goes on to, to kind of explain Mr. Wickham and his relationship. About like, hey, he worked for my dad. And my dad loved the the boy. And he wanted him... He wanted he gave him as much education as he could get him, and he wanted him to be uh, take orders, be in the church. And if he would do that, he would be part of the will to get a large sum of money to support his parish. Essentially, the same deal that Mister Collins has with Catherine de Beau, of like, hey, you got a church, I'll support the church and buy extension you. Right. But then, according to Darcy, uh, Mister Wickham says, you know what? Church life ain't for me. I want to be a lawyer. And Darcy's like, fine, but that means you don't get this money. And he's like, except for a thousand that was going to be given to you. And then Wickham's like, well, what about three thousand? And we forget all the other money. <laughs> and Darcy's like, okay, three thousand. You don't get any more of my father's fortune. And Wickham's like, totally cool. I'm going to be a lawyer. Don't worry about it. That's right. And then $3,000 later, he is partied out yeah. and has and has no law degree. <laughs> yeah, he, he indulged in idleness and vice, right? That's kind of how it was described. His life was of idleness and dissipation. Dissipation. Wow. He dissipated. Yeah. Yes. That's like the sex, yeah. drugs, and rock and roll of the time. Yeah. Idleness. He, idleness and dissipation. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you hear about you hear about Wickham? He he dissipated, man. <laughs> we were idling the other day, just getting into some vices, and he really dissipated. You know what I like about country girls, man? <laughs> I dissipate, and they stay the same level of idle. <laughs> <laughs> they keep idling while we share the same vice. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Wickham's probably fun as hell. 
Yeah, he sounds like what he is is a uh, a fail son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you would call a fail son. You're right. He's, he's like, an AJ Soprano type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the. He's got like. Yeah, he's got a little bit of money, but not enough to. Yeah, he blo- he's blowing his whole allowance. He blows his allowance right away. Has no drive to actually find a career, uh, and now is trying to like to like connive his way back into some money. Well, yeah, there's yeah, there's no the problem is there's no plan for more money except for like, well, let's go to where I got it the first time. Let's go back yes. to let's go back to the well. And he goes, look, I I messed up. Law wasn't for me. I'll I'll admit that now. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put on the dunce cap. I'm gonna go be a priest now. Can I have that money? And Darcy's like, no. No. <laughs> we had an agreement that you would get 3000 to become a lawyer, and you did get the rest of that money. <laughs> right. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, then of course, now we're going to have a pretty cold relationship. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what just what happens after that kind of thing happens, you know? Yes. They used to be almost brothers. And then right. it's like, well, you pulled this weird move on all of us. Right. Uh, you got addicted to dissipating. And. <laughs> You're idling like a like a parked car, you know. You're, you're just <laughs> chilling. Yeah, man. You're watching Editing. Vice News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just taking bong hits in your carriage, <laughs> <laughs> reading the social section of the London newspaper, <laughs> being like, "Dance with her, dance with her, dance with her. I dance with her. I dance with her." <laughs> The height of frivolity and, and disillusionment. <laughs> oh, yes. Kind of a proto-dandy. <laughs> proto-dandy, that's right. right That'd so, be a good band name. Proto-dandy? No <laughs> doubt. And you heard it here first, guys. We have it. We have that. Yeah. Proto-dandy. Trademark. We're going to mail this to ourselves. We're going to learn how to uh, play instruments and sing. <laughs> Better. And then um, this is where the story gets dark of like, all right, so what... what like, who knows what the rules of society were back then? Of like, obviously this was bad, but who knows how often people did kind of sleazy young guy money blowing stuff. And we have already established that Wickham is a McConaughey type. Yes. So okay. So with that in mind, go on, Kevin. Uh so his new plan is he goes. You know what? Darcy's got this fifteen-year-old sister. I'll just put the moves on her, and blammo, I'm back in the will, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about about high school girls is I keep getting older, and their entailment stays the same. <laughs> they keep having enormous funds waiting for them upon their marriage. <laughs> Man, I hate to see her entailment go, but I love to watch it leave. <laughs> wait, they're, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I like big entailments and I cannot lie. <laughs> there we go. He saved it. Saved the riff. We're back. So she was just 15, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, and he puts the moves on her. And as we know, even Elizabeth is very charmed by this man. Right. He, he's a natural It's at playing sympathies and being kind of funny and interesting. He's a con man. Yes. And uh, they, they agree to get eloped. And Darcy finds out about this, and of course Wickham flees. And then, and so like he didn't even bother to be like, "No, I love your sister." He's like, yeah. "I got to get out of here." Right? Clearly, like he flees like somebody who did something wrong, which he did, you know. Yeah, and he, and Darcy also thinks that like part of it was a revenge scheme, specifically like, "Yeah, I want he wants the money, but he also wants me to, he wants to break my sister's heart, so I would suffer." Right, and he wants to like kind of rub it. In Darcy's face. Like, I'm going to get it this way. I'm going to do it the worst possible way for you and your family. Yes. Um, And then, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then Darcy's like, look, that's everything I have to say. Uh, Wickham is a con man uh, who loves to idle. And uh, your sister is great. I didn't know if she liked Darcy or didn't know if she liked Bingley. Uh, and your family's a bunch of embarrassing dorks. <laughs> also, my full name is Fitzwilliam Darcy. Fitzwilliam Darcy. So, Terrible name. Yeah, we did. We had no idea this whole time that this guy was a 
This this dude this dude is a Fitzwilliam. Yeah, Mister Darcy is Fitzwilliam Darcy. I mean, if the shoe fits William. <laughs> Woo yeah! Woo! I'm only getting sharper in core. <laughs> <laughs> if the fits William, it's <laughs> William. Uh, yeah. So the, this whole time, I had no idea Darcy was a guy who you'd call Fitz, a guy who yeah. you'd like see in a dive bar, like, "Hey, Fitzy! Hey, Fitzy! Fitzy, how's the wife?" Well, you don't want to talk to me? You get nervous about meeting strangers, Fitzy? <laughs> hey, Fitzy, I heard you were jerking a ball. <laughs> I, I heard you had an unimpress- unimpressive countenance. What's up with your countenance, Fitzy? Hey, Fitzy, Fitzy why the long countenance? Hey, Fitzwilly. <laughs> Fit- Fitzy Willy. Fitzy Willy, baby. So that, that's why uh, we know he's always called Mr. Darcy, because he's got a silly first name, which is really yes. fun to talk about. Yeah, Yeah. so that's ma- our main analysis of this, is that Darcy's got a silly name. <laughs> <laughs> silly name, and try saying it at home, it's fun to say. Fitzwilliam, or Fitzy Willy, hilarious. Fitzy Willy, Fitzy Willy Darcy. You know, that would have helped me talk about Darcy earlier, because he's got a dark, brooding persona, and if I was just like, yeah, and then Fitz really counteracted Elizabeth's point yeah. and said that women don't need to be extraordinary. Yes. Fitzy uh, Willy. So the rest fit. of this is like, is like the the, ne- the following three or four chapters, or two or three chapters, are kind of like Elizabeth thinking and overthinking this yes. letter. Yes. It's like when you get the long, the long, long, long text, and at first you roll your eyes of like, "What's in this long text? Like nothing good could be in here." Oh, I know. And then, and then you're like, "I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it." And you're like, ah, "I gotta stop. This is too much." And you're like, "I'll, I'll read some more." And then you're like, "No, dang! I can keep thinking about this." <laughs> I'm gonna diagram every single sentence in yes. comma and period. I'm gonna ask all my buddies, like, yeah. "What the hell? <laughs> what does this mean?" Yeah. Man, I wish people sent more bombastic letters now that told everything in their heart. I mean, I've gotten a few like uh, relationshipy letters in my day, you know, like where oh, it's I thought like... you said since quarantine started. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in my whole life, you know, like where it's like yeah, but and like you go back and read it, and it's like wow, we got this stuff in writing. It's like it's so permanent, and you really do like go over every single sentence because it's like. So interesting! It's like the most interesting yes. thing. It's gossip. The, mo- the highest level of drama moments of your life right. are in writing, and you can <laughs> return to them. Exactly. Yeah. Usually, the, if these things are like heated discussions, you can only replay them so many times. But if you have the letter, you can go back to the primary source, and you could go. You know what? This part makes more sense to me now. Yeah, and yeah, this is I. I gotta delete them because I I will read them a thousand times. Wow, yes, here we here we go. Exactly. I I mean like yeah, I don't want to I don't want to admit how many times I've opened back up these like <laughs> files on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> or you find one when you search for something, like you search oh, yeah, you man. search for like bagels in like your in your and then they pause like here's the messages for about bagel and then like bagel. oh my god, bagels? What? It's uh, like, wait, bagels was part of this long long text message. <laughs> better read it again. I was just getting bagels with John. I don't <laughs> Just bagels. Yeah. It was just bagels, babe. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah, basically, like, Elizabeth is is dumbfounded, as we are, as readers, because, like, her whole world has been turned upside down by this letter. Yes. So we have gotten a slow drip of information for, well, in my book, 225 pages. And then, all of a sudden, the floodgates are open. A shot to the heart. Yes. Of info, of goss. Yes, it's the major goss of the proposal, and then so much backstory of the letter. Just back to back. Yeah, this is clearly... Punch in the gut, punch in the head. Yeah, this is huge. And we're around the midpoint of the novel, so this feels like a turning point. Kind of like the middle. Yes. And it is interesting how, like... Because, like, uh, novels obviously aren't movies. So in a novel, you can do this, of, like, have a, a huge turning point like this far deep into a story. And right. Like we talked about this in a movie, all this would take place page 90. Right. Uh, and or like, page, or right, right away. And then she deals with it or at the end. And that's the movie. 
Yeah, that's the movie. Is that all of a sudden she realizes he was right? I'm gonna go kiss him. Right. But now there's 200 more pages of like what could happen between this letter and the 200 more pages. Yeah. So she reviews. Right. So, yeah. At first, you know, at first she doesn't want like. And basically, what's going to be happening is she gets more and more on Darcy's side. But like, at first, she she finds it, uh, you know, uh, not a good enough apology. It's too prideful and haughty. Yes, um, it's all pride and insolence. It's it's very rare. Like, it's a lot of like conditional. Like, if this is what happened, then I am sorry. Or yeah. if. <laughs> And it, but there's never like a hey I met there's no point where he goes I messed up or anything like that. Well, there I mean he says for the I mean for for lying about lying about uh, Jane being in London, he owns a few things. He's like that's I shouldn't have done that, but I've not learned to fully regret it and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's a, it's, it's a, like, like a half apology. <laughs> it's such an apology from the cool guy who you who keeps being a jerk. Yeah, yeah, Fitzy Willie, Fitzy Willie the jerk. But yeah. Uh, so she's like, just like, she's reeling all this information. Right. She's okay. saying it's false. It must be false. And then she's like, I'm going to stop thinking about it. And then a second later, the letter comes right back out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sister, I, sister, I have been there. <laughs> yes. That was the most relatable moment of this whole, <laughs> of like, I'm not even going to read this thing again. What a piece of God. It's like, all right, I'll read it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, if I had a dollar. At one point, she even like she the line is even like she had memorized every sentence. <laughs> right? Yeah. So relatable. We've been there. We've been there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So first, she hates the writing style, <clears throat> and she even is like, I don't believe what she says about not knowing Jane's uh, feelings. feelings. I think that's like an easy lie. Uh. But then, so then she's even mad about the family stuff at first. And then she gets to Wicca. Yeah. And this is where it starts, starts to turn on Wicca because she realizes that, like, you know, I never really, uh, you know, I, I, she starts to think that she's maybe conned by Wicca. Yeah, because she goes, this has to be false because then I would have been totally wrong. And I'm a smart person. I can't be totally wrong. Right. No, but she thinks, right, but, like. Yeah, this must be false. This cannot be. This must be the grossest falsehood. And then right away starts to go, like, well, let's think about it. <laughs> Right, but yeah, she, I mean, like, well, and she's thinking back to her talk with Wickham, and she starts to see that maybe he was, you know, there was some duplicity there. She admits to there being duplicity in that interaction. Yes. When she read and reread with the closest attention, the particulars immediately following of Wickham's resigning all pretensions to the living of his receiving in low, so considerable a sum as 3,000 pounds, again, was she forced to hesitate. So now she's, like, putting it together, and she's like, okay. There are some details that do line up here. Right. Yes. Uh, and she, she, he's a con man. I think, I think like, she, she realizes that Wickham is a pretty good con man, which is, like, you know, and, like, and in my, you know, like, obviously, people who are into vice and people who love, you know, who are kind of the, the kind of addicty sort of personality, they're really charming and they're very good at getting you to believe what they want you to believe. Yes. And that, that fits they, for Wickham. Yeah, the power of being a good hang. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she she tried to recollect some instance of goodness, some distinguished trait of integrity or benevolence that might rescue him from the attacks of Mr. Darcy, or at least by the predominance of virtue, atone for those casual errors under which she would endeavor to class what Mr. Darcy described as the idleness and vice of many years' continuance. But no such recollection befriended her. So she's like... Let me think of some good things he did. That'll help me believe Wickham. As, let me list out all the good yep. times that are like, undeniably good. And she goes, oh, I can't think of a single one. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Sorry. Um, and then she's even like, even the first time we hung out, like he was already telling me all this horrible things about an acquaintance. Like, that's rude. <laughs> exactly. Right. To be, to be that accusatory of Darcy right away was actually, in hindsight, not the coolest move. And then later, doesn't she say, I'm not sure if this is this, but she at one point she goes, and Wickham only told this stuff to me, and then once Darcy left town, he was telling it to everybody. Yes, and he even said, like, 
hey, I'm like Darcy's felt so ashamed of uh, what he did to me that uh, he's going to avoid me. I don't have to avoid him. But then the uh, the ball comes around and he leaves to London and Darcy's there. Exactly. And if Wickham felt like he was in the right, then he wouldn't he wouldn't have to leave town for this ball. He could have stayed and faced him. Yes. And then, yeah, as soon as Darcy's out of town, then he feels confident being like, Darcy's a jerk, right? Everyone thinks that, right? Everyone thinks that. <laughs> Ask anybody. <laughs> and, like, he so effectively charmed his neighbors because he was able to identify a common enemy because Darcy had been a jerk to everyone in town. And then Wickham's like, all right, great. This is the perfect mark for my con. Right. And and then Elizabeth's like, oh, that's a cowardly thing to do. Just like, even if he was in the right, like, what he did was really cowardly. Right, and so, like, I mean, like, and from, I mean, and here, with these things in mind, by the end of this chapter, she sort of, she totally changes her mind. Yes. Right? No, like, and then she's she's even, like, thinking about, like, when Mr. Bingley was, like, said, like, hey, Darcy's blameless, and she rolled her eyes at that. She's like, now it's like, well, he is a good man. He wouldn't associate with a jerk. Right. If I think Bingley is a good guy, which I do, and then Bingley t- trusts Darcy and thinks he's blameless, then I'm going to have to trust Darcy. Yes. And like, it's like a, it's like, it's like a, it's like a mask off M. Night Shyamalan twist. Like, oh my God, Mr. Darcy was not a bad guy the whole time, even though he's yes. unpleasant. And Wickham was a bad guy the whole time. Wickham was a bad guy. Yes. And even even because like at the in the letter Darcy keeps saying like you could ask Colonel Fitzwilliam any of this and he'll yeah. and he'll and she's like he wouldn't say that if if Fitzwilliam wasn't gonna back up Darcy right and it's so this hits her like a ton of bricks uh, and she grew absolutely ashamed of herself of neither Darcy nor Wickham could she think without feeling that she had been blind partial prejudiced absurd. How despicably have I acted? I who have prided myself on my discernment. So she oh. is so embarrassed to have been conned so thoroughly. Right. She was she was prejudiced. Yes. And Darcy was prideful. Yes. And there was the problem. And, <laughs> and that conflict was like a whole novel's worth of conflict. Yes, pride versus prejudice. Wow, <laughs> they they shouldn't it couldn't shouldn't be pride and prejudice it should be pride versus prejudice. Pride versus prejudice. Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> yeah, alien versus predator. Yeah, thank Godzilla you. versus Mothra. That's right. Godzilla versus Mothra. <laughs> yeah, I love that talkie. We love to watch that one down at the Nickelodeon. <laughs> Till yeah. this moment, till this moment, I never knew myself. That's what where Elizabeth ends up is. Is she? She is totally upside down. Yeah, she's like, oh no, I was susceptible to char- to the charms of a cute boy, right? And I'm supposed to be a smart person. She thought that she was so smart, and she knew all of the uh, social ways of being of all, the- and she was so perceptive. But because Darcy scorned her first. Yeah, didn't want to dance. Didn't want to dance. That that skewed her whole perception of everything. Yeah, she went looking for things and was willing to believe any story. Uh, and then Mr. Wickham, who was kind of trying to flirt with her until he realized she had no money, like she was very excited about a cute guy flirting with her. Right. And And what does it say in the back of your book? First impressions aren't always the best. They aren't always the best. Oh, that's not even that good. No. <laughs> they're, not, they're not always so accurate or, you know, they're not always the best. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible line. <laughs> this is a book publishing company. They couldn't yeah. think of, like, one better seven-word phrase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a quote, even. Yeah it's, yeah, hey. yeah. it's not even in the book. That'd be so funny if that's the last line. <laughs> First impressions aren't always the best. <laughs> it sounds like it really tapers off. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. So, yeah. yeah. And that. And then she gets to the part where she thinks about her family being insulted. Uh, and she was like, you know what? The justice of the charge struck her too forcibly for denial. And to the circumstances to which he particularly alluded as having passed at the Netherfield Ball, 
and his confirming all's first disappropriation could not have made a stronger impression on his mind than on hers. I, and she even's like, I like the compliment to me and Jane, but yeah, my family was embarrassing at that Netherfield ball. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, okay, sure, it's a compliment to you relative to how bad your family is. You know, it's like kind of a hard compliment to take. I'm surprised yeah. at the family thing. I'm surprised that she's taking that pill so easily. Well, I mean, she, she was so embarrassed by her family. Remember when Mary was playing piano and she was right. like trying to get her dad, like, please make her stop. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's lots of girls who want to play piano. <laughs> yeah. And like Lydia and uh, who's it? Catherine are like, let's go flirt with officers. And she's like, yeah. I need like, guys, this is so embarrassing. Guys, you're always like this. Uh, yeah, and then she goes back to the to the house, and Darcy had stopped by, but Colonel Fitzwilliam was there for an hour, just waiting for her. Yeah, wow. And she was relieved she didn't have to deal with that stuff, because she doesn't want to deal with that right now. Yeah, she's been thrown for a loop. Yeah. She's embarrassed of her family, and she's like, I have to tell Jane that her heart's broken because of uh, how embarrassing her family is. Right, she, she has to hold this information and, and, and take it back to Jane. Yes. But first, she must say goodbye to Miss Catherine DeBow. For a whole chapter, we have to say goodbye to Catherine DeBow. Such a uh, foot-off-the-pedal moment of, like, some of the biggest revelations in the book. And then, like, <laughs> also, remember this tedious character who bores everybody? Let's go back to her. <laughs> let's give her six lines in a row. Yeah, it's like, let's give her the equivalent of 15 minutes of movie screen time. Uh, just saying goodbye and asking about uh, what, how, how they're going to get home, what carriages they're going to take. Yeah, I kept waiting for them to there to be a problem or to, to be caught in a lie or something. And it's I like, know. no, it's just like, this woman's tedious. I'm like, will someone die or propose to somebody, please? Can someone get a cold? Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm begging for a cold or a letter or something. <laughs> yeah, um, who thought this? I would be begging to go back to the cold days. When ladies were walking around the room. Right. So basically, what basically happens is that uh, Darcy and uh, Colonel um, Fitz... Whatever? Fitzwilliam? No. Colonel Fitzwilliam, yeah. Isn't it oh. weird that his first name is his cousin's last name? Okay, right. Yeah. That's, that is funny. Um, so they both leave. And so everyone... Catherine DeBeau is sad and lonely enough to invite the poor people over for dinner. And yes. then they have a sort of a funny dinner where... Lady Catherine uh, feels loss of friends. No one feels the loss of friends so much as I do. Like <laughs> she really feels it. Like like what she, what she feels, like with music. She's like no one likes music as much as I do. Um, yeah. There's even a funny paragraph where Elizabeth is laughing to herself about if she had accepted Darcy's proposal and Lady Catherine had to uh, accept her as her niece. Like what she would say to have this rude poor person as a niece. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Imagine that I had to be introduced as her, yeah, as her new niece. Future niece, yeah, yeah. niece-in-law. <laughs> That's such a funny thing to say. Niece-in-law. Ah, <laughs> uh, the in-laws. <laughs> um. So I mean, like, I'm for me, this is like a lot of yada yada yada. Um. And then she's still thinking about the letter. Um, and then we get to a, f a pretty funny point about about Mr. Bennett, which I want to make sure we hit the Mr. Bennett mark before we uh, jump off this. Um, so she doesn't repent her refusal of Darcy's uh, proposal, even among this new information. She still is glad that she's not going to marry this guy um, and be part of this family. Um, and uh, she is ashamed of her family. Uh, they were hopeless of remedy. Her father, contented with laughing at them, would never exert himself to restrain the wild giddiness of his youngest daughters. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Bennett is going to be Mr. Bennett, and he's laughing, and his daughters are silly, and he likes them silly. He likes silly daughters. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything better in life than a bunch of silly daughters? <laughs> yeah, it's like so. Just like just laugh at them. Don't don't teach them how to play piano. Just like laugh at how dumb they're being. Yeah, he he he's such an interesting character. Of just like. You know what? I like to chill, and I just want to kind of laugh at my daughters and read a book, baby. Right. <laughs> I'll say so some fun. sarcastic remarks and vex my wife from now and then. <laughs> He's vexing. is funny. Um, so that that proves that uh, there's absolutely no Mr. Bennett point that we are not going to hammer home on this podcast. We are. Yes, this is a, basically a Mr. Mr. Bennett. Bennett podcast. 
Mr. Bennett is my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and her mother with men are so far from right herself was entirely insensible of the evil. So the mom doesn't even like know enough to say like, don't do this. You're embarrassed. Like she's so eager to be, to have them in the upper class, but has no knowledge of like how to get them presentable to the upper class. Right, she's there. She's shameless. She doesn't have the. She doesn't have the right. Um, she doesn't know the rules enough to enforce them with her daughters. It does kind of stink that Elizabeth is like kind of siding with, like they're embarrassing, obviously, but like that she's like it is right. My family does deserve to die of poverty because of how embarrassing they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, my thing would be like even if I did believe the thing that the person was insulting my family about, even if I also felt that way, I'd be like, hey, well, I can say that. You can't yes. say that. I can say that. Screw you for saying that. Yeah, it's like fine. Don't I'm don't marry. Have your buddy marry my sister, but like, don't tell me this stuff. Like that's my family. And I like, feel like yeah. I feel like values have even changed in in modernity, where it's like now a novel character would say like, hey, that's my family, and they're more important than your stupid society. But in yeah. this book, it's like the society is way more important than the family. That even this like smart person who hates it is like, yeah, they make a good point. My sisters are are sluts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're without and that's like one of the it's like one of the first points that she concedes. It's like, yeah, you're right, they are very silly and they should be they should be better behaved. Yeah. Uh no, it's kinda like the uh it's the opposite of the Lisa's wedding episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, right, right, right. It's like in that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa, uh, like, she just was, like, making fun of her family along with everybody else and was like, yeah, they are stupid and Homer's yeah. fat. You shouldn't wear those those cufflings my dad gave you. <laughs> <laughs> He's embarrassing and drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a great episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm going to go back and rewatch. Let's do yeah. Simpsons so podcast. She's like, yeah, she she really hammers in how much she hates her sisters. Because uh, they like like we tried. Catherine, weak spirited, irritable, and completely under Lydia's guidance, had been always affronted by their advice, and Lydia, self willed and careless, would scarcely give them a hearing. They were ignorant, idle, and vain. While there was an officer in Meryton, they would flirt with him, and while Meryton was within a walk of Longbourn, they would be going there forever. <laughs> It's like yeah. that's who they are. Forever. And then and then she starts to get worried about Jane because it's like, oh no, her she's gonna be brought down not by her like her poverty. She's pretty enough to escape that. It's just that her sisters are, are rude. Yeah, she can't escape the rude doesn't matter how much money they have, she can't escape the rudeness of her family. Yeah. Alright, so that's that chapter. That is in my opinion, right? They have a little dinner. Yeah. They have dinner, they leave. <laughs> They, there's this nice little part where Elizabeth, they, they give speeches at each other about, thank you for this lovely stay. And Elizabeth concedes, like, it was a nice time to hang with Charlotte. And, like, you know what? We di- we disagree on on this huge issue, but we agree enough that she still makes me happy. Uh, yeah, but isn't it, that's the in, the, in chapter 15, that's when they start saying goodbye, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the yeah, they start yeah, they uh, Mr. Connell is happy that they she she stayed and they're nice, yeah, a nice goodbye f- from Charlotte. Yeah. And then they and Maria is so funny. Uh where so Maria Lucas is traveling with Elizabeth to the gardeners and she goes um uh, good gracious, cried Maria after a few minutes' silence. It seems but a day or two since we first came, and yet how many things have happened? A great many indeed, said our companion, which is Elizabeth, with a sigh. <laughs> so she's like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you so, like, don't it, know the half of it. Exactly. The uh, the ironic understatement of like, oh, you think a lot of stuff happened? You just had some tea and cookies. <laughs> yeah, we have dined nine times at Rosings besides drinking that tea there twice. How much I shall have to tell. Elizabeth privately added, and how much I shall have to conceal. <laughs> conceal. Yeah, because she's determined not to tell anything to Jane until they get back home. And they're going to go yes. stay at someone else's place but on the way home. Man. Yeah, this is like... Well, now now I understand being going someplace for a few months because of quarantine. <laughs> I know, but like, right, a casual acquaintance hanging out for six weeks and being like, 
I'm just going to leave after six weeks. And they go, why don't you stay for two months? Come on, was... make it around two months. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so, so ridiculous. What's yeah. Mr. Bennett up to this whole time? I want a separate chapter of what he's up to. I know. He, it's so funny when he gets back and he's like, I'm, I I missed your company, Elizabeth. And that's yeah. all he says, but then, like, <laughs> it's a huge deal. <laughs> he's in his man cave all by himself trying to roast his daughters with, with no audience. No one to laugh at them. <laughs> yeah, no one likes him. He's outnumbered, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, she, so they have to wait, and then the second week of May comes around, and they're finally heading home. Yes, they're going to meet this, their sisters at some midpoint, and they're going to change carriages, as you do. Yeah. Those were the days when you're like, you know what, pick me up in this middle point. <laughs> yeah, meet me at an inn. And what I love about beats. this, <laughs> yeah, what I love about this is like, so they talk about how they're silly, and I'm like, I'm like, I guess they're kind of silly. And this, and this next chapter, um, Jane Austen's like, okay, I'm gonna show you exactly how silly these children are. They are yes. so silly, and they are worthy of um, of rebuke for how silly they are because they show up at this inn, right? And then they have they have all these cold meats that they've bought, and they walk in and they go. We bought you all these cold meats, but also, actually, we need to borrow some money to pay for these cold meats <laughs> uh, because we bought silly hats next door at the shop. <laughs> yeah, we bought a bonnet, <laughs> and, and and they go, "Oh, do you like the bonnet?" And she goes, "No, I do not. I do not like it. I do not like it. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly. But hey, I bought something. Yeah, it's better than all the other ones. Yeah, and maybe if I add some frills to it." Oh my god, I know. She's like, if I, yeah, I'll buy some, I'll, I'll put some satin on it and make it better. And it's like, this is the last of the money that you were, that you were given to make this trip. Couldn't even buy your sister some cold meat first. Right, so they just act so, I mean, like, they're acting so silly. I'm like, okay, yeah, obviously, point made. They're very silly. Yeah. Um. Ridiculous. 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 Um, let's see. So, so they're kind of catching up with their sisters. Yeah. Right. At this inn where they've bought dinner, the dinner of cold meats, and they went shopping next door. All they're waiting for the carriage to come. Um. Yes, and then they're they're still more silly. They're like, "We're gonna go marry to and flirt with some officers," and and Elizabeth's like, "Please not." Yet. <laughs> yeah, because Wickham, that's where Wickham is. She's thinking of Wickham, and hopefully... And then they're going to move... Those officers are going to move to a different place. Yes. And, they're going and, somewhere else. Yeah, they're leaving on <clears throat> Sunday or something like that. And Catherine and Lydia, they plan on moving the whole family to that place in order yes. to flirt. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a nice summer there. Yeah. Let's change our whole family's plans according to our flirty whims. Yeah. Let's see here. Yep, and then, so yeah, we never even really get the. Um, this chapter doesn't even have. There, there's a funny line about how gross Mary King is. Yeah, she's a uh, freckled what? She's like a freckled. Uh, uh, wh- what? Who could? Who could about such a nasty little freckled thing? Because <laughs> um, Mary King is Wickham's current squeeze, right? Yes. Who has a thousand dollars? Yeah, she's got a thousand dollars, which to Wickham looks pretty good right about now. Yes. You could be chill for another year on that thousand. Yeah, yeah, like a whole year of uh, vice and um, uh, defistering. What is it? And uh, defenestrating? No, dissipating. No. <laughs> dissipating, dissipation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there is a kind of a interesting moment where Elizabeth was shocked to think that, however incapable of such coarseness, coarseness of expression herself, the coarseness of the sentiment was a little other than her own breast had formerly harbored and fancied liberal. So she's like. I think that. So maybe I'm not much better than my own sisters. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. She's like, she's sort of sympathizing with Darcy's um, assessment of, of her family. She's like, oh, man, I do belong here. I'm also a catty little gossip. Yeah, I hate Mary King, too. I think yeah. she's gross. <laughs> yeah, she's like seeing, wow, that's cool. It's the way you go home, you go home for a holiday or for a quarantine or whatever, and then yeah. you see, like, you see how you are so like your family. Oh, yeah. Or just like... Actually, Red Robin rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. City living's cool, but damn, 
unlimited steak fries. <laughs> we parked right in front of it, and we just walked in. Unlimited steak fries and a shake. Yeah. Um. So the the sisters are <laughs> gossiping. Do you read this yeah. part about the the dressing up the guy up like a lady? Is that your life <laughs> oh, yeah. at? Well, and I also I highlighted uh, this part of they're asking about the trip. Have you seen any pleasant men? Have you had any flirting? Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was in great hopes that one of you would have got a husband before you came back. Jane will be quite an old maid soon, I declare. She is almost three and twenty. Lord, how ashamed I should be of not being married before three and twenty. Yeah, and they go, they are imagining, like, I'd take you around to all the balls as your chaperone, as the nice married lady. They're obsessed, they're just being, they're obsessed with marriage, and they are, uh, they're really laying it on thick right now. Yeah, they're like, Jane, you're so old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which has got to be harsh for Jane to hear. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And then also, that is like, that is like something. Even now, at thirty-two, I'm sure parents would be like, "So, what is it going to happen?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's just pushed back a little farther now, but it's this, it's some of the same stuff. Yeah. And also, I do ask you if you've had any flirting when you come back to House, <laughs> house of Yes. I go, Kevin, how was your evening? Have you had any flirting? Oh, <laughs> have you seen any pleasant women? <laughs> Did oh, you enjoy I certainly their have. So yeah, there's a weird story about uh, they convince someone's an officer to dress up like a lady. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like that just seems like that's like what the little the sisters were doing is they they went to some balls and at one ball they they dressed up someone's brother or someone as a lady. Um, and they had the guy out there as a lady dancing. It's kind of like, you know, like at a sleepover where the girls take the little brother, they put a makeup on him, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we, for sure. We, we both have uh, only brothers. We don't have sisters. Yeah, but... I, I assume that's what women are doing. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what's in my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> my fan fiction about women. I just read <laughs> But women. I'm, I'm a fan of women. I'm so a fan I, of women. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I write fiction about them and what but, they're doing in those sleepovers. <laughs> but it's funny. It is kind of a trope of like dress up a guy, dress up a little boy as a girl as a, as a fun sleepover thing, and it's already happening in this in this book, also. Um, but also, it just seems frivolous and uh, and uh, silly. Yeah. I'm not upper class. Certainly not. No, it's the fun of the lower class. So yeah, they're 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 there's a scheme to get the whole family to go to Brighton for the summer. Yes. This this is a funny line of Mrs. Bennett rejoiced to see Jane in undiminished beauty, and more than once during dinner did Mr. Bennett say voluntarily to Elizabeth, I am glad you are come back, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, so it's clearly Twice like Twice uh, he says this. That's like basically him crying and hugging her. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, thank God you're home. The silliness. It was too silly. Yes. So much silliness. And then Mary talks about books. She's like, oh, that's all great with all the fun, but I like books. <laughs> I like books. Yeah, we know, Mary. And Interesting. Then, but if this, yeah, so Elizabeth is like that kind of thing where it's kind of like that part of uh, Great Gatsby where um, Daisy goes to the first party and Nick is starting to realize like what someone could not like about the parties. Right. Because he had got, gotten so used to him. Right. And now he's like, oh, yeah, that is kind of ugly. That is a lot of j- drunk people throwing up. In the <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like, oh, yeah, that one sister doesn't hear anybody. Mary's a bore. Uh, <laughs> Catherine is dressing up soldiers. Right. Elizabeth has come back, come back home, and she's seeing it in a new light. She's seeing it through Darcy's eyes. Yes. She's is, it's changed. Harsh. It's yes. a hot. Ha- yeah, it's a, certainly a harsh light. Yes, and there's like there's not much. Uh, so yeah, and like they're, they're just trying to get him to go to, to mis- get Mister Bennett to agree to let him to go to Brighton, and even Missus Bennett's all on board because she's also like she likes that her daughters are flirting with officers. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Their whole family, is, their their family business is flirting with <laughs> with officers right now. <laughs> like they're they're into it. Yes, that's what they do for fun. And then Mr. Bennett has to stay alive until they all get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all he wants to do is just laugh at how stupid everything is. 
That's what he. That's what he does for a living. What does he? Does he have a job? What does he do? Does he do printing or something? Um, it's it's kind of like he inherited some money from yeah. property. I think he managed property or so at some point. Yeah, everybody is just waiting for a, <laughs> for like a check to come in the mail. Yes, it's all like six generations deep. You, someone someone was a dishonorable trade six generations ago. Yeah, and now. Everything's fine. Inherited nobleman wealth. Yeah. Yeah, they got in on the uh, doing a job racket pretty early <laughs> on. <laughs> Weird racket. Weird racket. But hey. And then, and then no one else had to work for generations. <laughs> yeah. It was, in fact, insulting the idea that you would ever work. <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah, it's menial. It's like, yeah, it's embarrassing. To be a lawyer is like, ugh. I know. <laughs> Gross. The law. So, yeah, but that's, those are those big chapters. What a what an explosion. Yeah, that was a pop and then a fizzle. I mean, like, it was a big, a big pop up front with that Darcy letter. And it, you can, I'm excited because it's going to change Elizabeth's whole outlook. I assume they're going to Brighton. Yeah. Because there's, like. Yeah, they gotta go be be flirting at Brighton. And, well, and if, bet, and if and we're bet, there, maybe she can see Wickham and sort of maybe get his side of the story again, or maybe confront him about his lies or something. She, yeah, she was kind of reluctant. She's like, I, I don't want to go to any parties. I don't want to see Wickham because she's still like, is like, she doesn't want to see anybody from that. It's kind of yeah. like it's like that was a crazy summer. Never again. <laughs> yeah, I'm still so yeah. Uh, she's obviously changed her mind about all that stuff. She's gonna be different than she was last summer, but. Um, I don't see her running into Darcy's arms either. You know, that still needs no, to be something she, else. She still thinks he's like a pretentious jerk. Like, right, he is a pretentious jerk. Yeah, exactly. He's not pleasant. He's not nice to be around. No, he's like not evil, but he like, <laughs> I mean, that's not if that's the only qualification for being a good husband. Then hey, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Marry me, <laughs> please, anybody. <laughs> um, Mr. Collins over here. <laughs> Right, but she, I mean, she even said, like, that she's, she doesn't regret the, the refusal of the proposal. The letter didn't change her mind. No. It made her say, like, okay, I had some things wrong, and that's embarrassing. And, like, maybe it was, Bingley's not a jerk, and Darcy is a jerk, but, like, he has principles. So it's like, all right. So, I mean, but it is, like, it changes the shift for us as readers, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I certainly see Darcy differently. I mean, first of all, I know his name is Fitzy Willie, so... Fitzy Willie. Um, um, that's different, I but also, I see yeah. Wickham... I almost kind of like Wickham more now. It's like, obviously he's a bad guy, and I don't want him to be happy, but, like, he's a very interesting character of a 70s, 90s con man who just oh, wants yeah. to chill. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, was he wearing a leather jacket that whole time? Because it feels like he, he was. Yeah. No, he's definitely the... Uh, the guy in the high school movie who gets bad grades because teachers don't understand him. <laughs> <laughs> He's street smart. Yeah. And he is. He's a, a charming con man. Yeah, he just needs a couple bucks to get through this next week, but then he'll be all right. He'll get you back. Yeah, it's like, ah, I swear, I swear. I got t- I, I'm not liquid right now. <laughs> And you believe him every time, and you like it. He's nice to yeah. hear him. Yeah. And he just like that he's talking to you, because he, he'll like touch your shoulder, and like <laughs> he'll give you a couple nice compliments about what you want to hear. Exactly. And then next month comes around, and look, who, guess who's back? Yep, he's back. Hand out. So that's Wickham, that's Darcy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's exciting. We saw I mean, something happened in this, in this episode, which is uh, nice. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of, we talked about this where it's like one of the biggest moments of action in this book is a woman reads a letter in a park. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Bombshell. Yes. I can't imagine what this movie's going to be. Cause <laughs> I know. Because yeah, literally it's like, oh, this was a thrill ride to like <laughs> have someone be like, actually, this is what happened. It's extremely internal. I read that. I read this quote about like movies are what happens between people, books are what happens within people or novels. Yeah. You know, so like, and this is extremely within. Yes, like the external action is very is like a you know a look, a letter, a proposal. Yeah. A proposal is the best you're gonna get. Yes. No, for sure. 
I wonder if they have it narrated. <laughs> I don't know. I've never I've never seen the movie. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, Keira Knightley is great, and the guy there's a guy from Succession plays Darcy. He's he's he, he's so good in Succession. Okay. Have you seen Succession yet? I have not. I uh, I'm, I'm gonna finish up Mad Men, and then I uh, will get to Succession. Oh, awesome! That's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good uh, primer for Succession. I think Mad Men. Yeah. But more on that on our other podcast, talking talking tube. When <laughs> <laughs> we talk about TV shows. And plumbing, yeah. So yeah, I uh, I kind of enjoy these these sections. It's always kind of frustrating because there are such high highs and low lows of this book. Oh yeah, of like there's chapters of like, man, people were desperate to read anything back then, and then there's yeah. chapters of like, oh, I get why this is a classic. Exactly. You could, I mean, you could probably cut this down, and uh, it would still be pretty a pretty good novel, and you wouldn't miss much. Like you could, I mean, like the carriage trips, in the, for example. You know, doesn't we don't need to know? Yeah, we don't need to know how they got home. Just be like, yeah, and they got home. They traveled by carriage. And they Thank got you. home. Yeah, we don't have to learn like. And then they said, "What are you talking about over there? Yeah. Music? <laughs> I love music." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for the for the the new take on Darcy and and how we're gonna get from here because you know he's, she's gonna end up with Darcy, but we still don't really get how. No, I mean yeah, that's just just the reputation. That's the expect expectation. First impressions are already changing, so it's like we'll see. Maybe yeah, it'll we'll be see. in Brighton. You know uh, what happens in Brighton stays in Brighton. You know it. You know it. It's summer destination uh, for flirters. Uh, yes, Brighton is for flirters. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We have the we have the meme page at OK, OK Gatsby Pond, and I'm Ha Hartnett on Instagram. Um, drop us a line, let us know you liked it because we really do like hearing that stuff. Yeah, I'm at Kevin Lopkovich on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and reach out, let us know. Thanks for yeah, listening, fast. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.